Welcome back to Throwback with Jack. Today, August 30th, in 1918, Fania Kopling attempts to assassinate Vladimir Lenin, the leader of the Soviet Communist Party. Let's examine this. Just after 10 a.m. on August 30th, 1918, Moze Yurditsky, the head of the Petrograd Cheka, was leaving his office at the Internal Affairs Commissariat at the Palace Square in Moscow when a shot rang out. Yurditsky slumped and fell into a pool of blood and was rushed to the nearest hospital where he died minutes after arriving. Now, Lenin learned about this assassination an hour later and mourned the loss of a long-standing Bolshevik and was told the immediate response, as it usually is after an assassination, is tightened security make sense. He had a brief meeting with his sister, who pleaded with him not to leave the Kremlin that day. Seems logical. Assassination happened, maybe don't leave. He then has a lunch with an ally, who tells him that it'd be foolish to go around Moscow that day. Remember, Lenin once had three assassination attempts against him on the same day. So Moscow was pretty dangerous, but he was also accustomed to this. And he decided that no, he wasn't going to do that. He had a speaking arrangement at the Mickelson factory, an engineering plant in a working-class district of Moscow, and he wanted to honor it. So, at five, he was driven there and spoke for 35 minutes. Like, just imagine doing that after an assassination of your ally on the same day. That is nuts. And what's more, to speak for 35 minutes, that's crazy. Anyways, he does his usual spiel about advocating for the working class and finishes his speech. He goes to his car and is stopped by a woman who asks him about food supplies. Logical. He stops. He answers the question. Very cool. Suddenly, three shots ring out. Lenin is lying on the ground in a pool of his own blood, like Yuritsky, but he's still breathing unconscious. The hospital is blocks away, but he wants to be taken home. It's Lenin. When he says something, you do it. That was that. There weren't any, like, doctors around, but they soon found two who had, like, medical practitioners, basically. Like, they had the experience. I mean, he was eventually treated by five doctors around the clock. But these, like, were the original guys. Anyways, they find that one bullet went through his neck, and if it was one millimeter to the side, he would have blood out. And this same bullet pierced his lung and lodged in his left collarbone. He must be in pain. There's another one in his left shoulder, so left side of his body, not doing so great. And another that went through his jacket, which kind of reminds me of like when Teddy Roosevelt or someone, there was an attempted assassination against him and it hit him in the jacket pocket. But he had this speech there and this speech was like millions of pages or something. Obviously not millions, it's hyperbole. But uh, it was a lot of pages, and his speech, and the paper stopped the bullet, and the guy just gave the speech. So, so like, akin to that, of course, Lenin already finished giving the speech. Anyway, let's go to Fania Koplin. She was shortly apprehended, shortly after the uh, shooting, interrogated. And in the interrogation, she's like, It was only me, it was only me. I've been like a socialist since I was 18. 11 years later, I'm like, I want to kill Lenin. 
planning it for years, blah, blah, blah. She's executed in the Kremlin on September 4th at 4 a.m. in a parking garage in the Kremlin with the car engine running to muffle the noise. Lennon would make a full recovery. Thank you.